Hello, everybody. Welcome to a what I do believe is a bonus episode of The Brothers Take. Now, I am Eric, one of the three brothers of The Brothers Take, and I do believe Chris is also doing another one of these. This is not the first episode, nor is it the second episode, depending on which one gets released first, either Chris's or mine. But this is a, just a little bonus recap episode. Uh, Chris done one, I'm doing one. And it's the idea of talking about five of our favorite games or memorable games from 2023. I do believe Last Call Gaming did something like this, and uh, we're also doing something similar. We're not going to lie, it definitely inspired us to do it, Last Call Gaming. We, we've we done a few episodes with them. They're, they're awesome people, so do check them out. But for this particular bonus episode, I'm talking about five of the games for 2023 that stuck with me that really i'm not i'm sure resonate is the right word but definitely left an impact left something that was like you're 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 tickling the right spot there with what you're doing and so for this bonus episode yes without further ado of repeating myself i'm actually just gonna get right straight into it with these five games so this is not exactly in any particular order in that I'm not saying that number four is better than number five or anything like that. It's just five games that popped in my head. But with the first game I'm going to talk about is um, Star Wars Jedi Survivor. And the reason I talk about this one is, first of all, it is, it's a gorgeous game. It's a beautiful game um, of just getting into the world of Star Wars. Something that is something that me and my brothers, we grew up with. We grew up with Star Wars, we grew up with the original trilogy, and then the sequel, then the prequel trilogy, sorry, came into cinemas when we were kids. We watched it, we loved them, right? We loved them because it was made for our generation. I know a lot of the older people hated it because, you know, you're touching something as beloved as the original trilogy. And I'm going to say something controversial about Star Wars and say, I don't mind the Metachlorians. I like the Metachlorians. I feel that honestly, as spacefaring society, would have a scientific explanation for that stuff. So yeah, Metaclorians make sense to me. But the, it's weird that in today's society of there of us having so much Star Wars products that we're not actually getting a lot of video games. So I suppose that 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 is another thing that makes this game stand out to me. We're not getting a lot of Star Wars video games. We were supposed to get Knights of the Old Republic, a, a RPG game made originally by Bioware, and I think they're coming back to remake it. I don't know what story is that. I don't know if that got cancelled or if that's just on hold. But we do have this game. And the reason I, I bring up Knights of the Republic and I bring up this game is because it's an RPG. It has RPG elements of customizing Cal Kestis. Everything about Cal Kestis, which I loved. It wasn't in the first one you customize the lightsaber handle and eventually the lightsaber blade in this one from the get-go customizing the handle the blade when you unlock the blaster you get to customize the blaster and you get to customize Calcast's appearance not just changing the color of his clothes and his poncho like you did in, in, in fallen order but now it's fully changing his entire get -up. How does he look? Is he wearing the, the poncho? Is he not wearing the poncho? You know, is it jackets? Can you make him look like Han Solo? And I really liked that. And you're changing, like, it, you can't change his hair color. He's, he's, he's always going to have that hair color. But you're changing 
what his hair looks like. So is he? Are you making him look more rough and ragged? Is he a bit more um, kind of clean shaven? Does he look like a Jedi? Whatever it is, and I think that's so cool to be able to put that into our hands of designing our Jedi, you know, and actually being able to get to use a blaster again that's the thing in the star wars property we don't have a lot of games so but now we have a game where we get that lightsaber and the blaster now i don't particularly like how to do i, I wish i had more freedom with the blaster but still that's so nice to put both of those in, into our hands now me and chris we did do a spoiler cast on this so there are some things in it especially with the story that we don't really like but the traversing the, this kind of element of of taking like uncharted which is a series that we, we love in the Brothers Take, and taking Star Wars, which we love, and then slapping them together, just really gets these two things that we love. It slaps them together and makes something quite special for me personally in, in this year of, of amazing games. And I, it just graphically, it's, it's beautiful, and it has these amazing set pieces that, that still stuck with me, that I'm just like wow and and plot twist a plot twist I, I did not see coming to be honest and just really like i am actually at a stage where i am sick of the empire just do anything but the empire you have thousands of years to deal with with star wars for some reason we're always with the empire but with this it works dealing with the empire and bringing in the the droids of the separatists as well bringing that area it's just lovely and it's also lovely to see fresh characters i think there's only two characters in it that are pre-established which is um you know which is nice because again in star wars we're just dealing with when you have the, the tv shows whatever we're either just dealing with the empire and then dealing with these these characters that were made um and so it's nice to see new characters nice to see that their story isn't going to intertwine with the mandalorian you know, let let him do his thing and then let Cal Kestis and his crew do their thing. So I, I just this was truly like a special a special game to me. A bit long, but wow. Just wow. Just like it's great to jump into the Star Wars world. And I I hope we are getting a Knights of Old Republic remake, to be honest. But speaking of remakes next game again as i said i'm not saying this in any particular order but the next game i'm going to talk about is resident evil 4 remake um that right the original resident Evil 4 released on ps2 all them years ago and then released on ps3 and the wii and the gamecube and pc and probably the psp and probably the connect and probably actually was actually recently enough released on the vr uh released on everything but this was a game that introduced me to properly to Resident Evil. We, we had the movies that introduced me to Resident Evil, and then we have now this um, this game, which was the first one I ever played of the Resident Evil series, and was the one that helped me essentially overcome my phobia of zombies. Probably because of the fact that they're not your typical zombies, but it helped me overcome this 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 horror fear and. Not that I don't, I, I, I would never watch horrors. Do not ask me to watch Friday the 13th. Not gonna happen. Not watching Nightmare on Elm Street. Not gonna happen. If there was a game of it, yeah, I'd probably play it because somehow I can play horror games easier than I can watch horror movies. And I suppose that's just the control I have to become a badass like Leon. 
because Leon is an absolute badass in this game. Uh, and it's just beautiful to see this world brought into this new light while still giving us something fresh and and new. Being able to play as badass Leon again, fighting the terrifying Ganados, and somehow make the Ganados more terrifying. I don't know how they did it, but they did it. It was, they were terrifying. They were like wowzers. And just like seeing the village, seeing the castle, seeing the island brought into a new life, but none of it overstaying its welcomes. I do remember with the original, I think the castle overstays its welcome. It's just way too long. So this time everything is much more, it's brought down to a much more reasonable level. And it's such a fun game to replay. I think I think the guys making Resident Evil, they're just doing such a good job making these extremely fun replayable games that it almost feels like I've gone back to back to that PS2, PS3 era. Because those games were just so fun to go back in and replay because you're not spending ages with like onboard. You don't have these ridiculously long tutorials. You have these ridiculously long intros. You just, you're Leon, you do a bit of walking, you get to a house, you shoot a guy, turns out there's more guys. Before you know it, you're in the village and you're getting swarmed. Like, it is straight into it. There's no messing around with this. And the same with Resident Evil 3, same with Resident Evil 2, Village, 7, it, all of them. It just, you're straight into it. They don't mess around. And that is just something that is great to have. So again, you have the previous game I was talking about. It's great to jump back in the Star Wars world. And with this game, it's just great to play a game that offers this great story, offers these pretty, these good performances, and then just also gives you a quick, easy game to play. I pumped so many hours in that game because of like things like challenges and unlocks. Never underestimate the power of challenges and unlocks. They're awesome. It's so fun. It, like again with, with with Jedi Survivor, you got all these cosmetics unlocked. They don't help you. There is no benefits to changing Calcas's hairstyle. But hell, it's a fun thing to unlock. It's a fun thing to change. Same with Leon. There's no benefit. Actually, that's not true. That's not true. But say there's no benefits to putting Leon, giving Leon shades. But there is. That's another thing that's awesome about this. The attention to goddamn detail, Resident Evil 4 remake. If you're wearing shades, with Leon, and you throw a flashbang. It doesn't affect Leon compared to when he doesn't have the shades on. He actually gets affected by it, which is doesn't nuts for its attention detail. And just the combat itself is so fun. I remember playing the demo and just being like, yes, this is awesome because somehow it's super action packed, yet you're still on edge. There's just this beautiful balance between the two. And the mentioned graphics, I mean graphics, the floor, the shiny floor of the castle is just awesome. But yeah, it's just brilliant to come back into this world and to be reminded of things, but then to also give you that fresh new take that you're like, ooh, I didn't, wasn't expecting that. And so it kind of keeps you on your toes that way. Another then third game that really caught my eye and just blew me out of the water. I was amazed with it because I do believe many times before Adam Chris kept saying that the first one was really good. I wasn't getting into the first one. Eventually, I got around to play the first one, and I loved the first one, so I was like, right, I gotta get a second one, and that's Spider-Man 2. Spider-Man 2. Again, me and Chris, we, we, we do a, a spoiler cast, I do believe we, we actually did that with, with Last Call Gaming, so 
and um it's that's a really good one it's a fun one and that's a game where i was just like genuinely shocked like shocked at things like like jedi survivor there was twists and turns in that that i was not expecting there was stuff in the a venom i very much i was expecting that so that's not really a surprise but there was other things in this game where i was like what that person what that thing happened and yeah i was just really blown away by even the sensuality of the stories of of spider-man and, and, and spider-man so peter parker and miles morales after duality of the stories that miles morales is that coming of age spider-man story that we get with with uh obi mcguire andrew garfield and tom holland we we get those coming of age stories and miles morales gives us that and then peter parker gives us the story of essentially the aging spider-man the spider-man's been through it the spider-man who's going through tough things that spider-man who is you know he's got that it, i suppose the spider-man three of it the spider-man two and three of it the balancing of life the fact that peter parker starts off with a job and like that he he has no job anymore and he's trying to get another job and even just the opening alone to that game i was just i was instantly hooked i was just like wowzers and uh again there's a few things with the game like pretty much all the games where i mentioned there's a few things where i'm like uh okay gotta could have done that better or that's a bit weird and stuff like that and but it just graphically and the, the fluidity of the game like you just you actually forget how big this map is and how fast you're going with the swinging and when you do the web wings and there's like these wind tunnels along the city that makes you go faster so again you're going faster than what you were already going which was already really fast through a like a city and it's just rendering at such a quick pace it's nuts as like ghost of tsushima rendering except with ghost of tsushima the only time you can go that fast is with fast travel which is really fast and also ghost of tsushima is awesome honorable mention even though it was like 2020 but again like it's so weird that for the first game i just couldn't get into it i just couldn't get in this game then i was like boom boom but i was do i did everything I did everything. I cleared everything, got all the collectibles. I I haven't 100 of the game. Like I didn't get all the trophies, but in terms of getting the collectibles and the costumes and all stuff, I got everything because I freaking loved this game. I was like, this is such the, the Insomniac is a nailing of the Spider-Man games. Because when I did go back and play the first one, I was in tears by the end. I was like, oh no, how did you do it? This is so good, and so. I just had to play the second one. Now, the second one, I didn't cry, but I was slightly expecting myself to, to, to slightly tear up. But I was absolutely on board with this game and just the way the two characters, their stories unfold and their motivations for doing the different things and them overcoming their own unique challenges and evolving into what heroes are supposed to be, which is not taking the easy road. It's, it's about having that great power and using it for great responsibilities so that and then we also spider-verse they're just uh, uh, spider-man had a very good year this year in my opinion at number four my god i'm on the fourth game already i i, I it's another horror game i mean dead space was awesome but this is not dead space but dead space remake was awesome too but this game just wowzers i got it because i heard there was good reviews it was getting good reviews, getting a lot of attention. I was like, hey, I think me and Chris were like, hey, 
Let's get it. Let's try it out. Alan Wake 2. What the fuck? <laughs> what? <laughs> Just, I played it. I played the start. I'm like, graphically, it's really good. And I was like, I was, I understand if people play the start and go, ooh, the, the script and the, 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 the way that people are talking is a bit weird. I, I had this whole theory. Turns out my theory was wrong. Or is it? I don't know. Because that's the beautiful thing about Alan Wake 2. Graphically, it's, it's amazing. Story, it's like mind-boggling. It's like, holy crap. Like, this is a directed movie. This, or even TV show. This would absolutely work as a TV show, but by putting it into your hands just adds that extra level of fear. Because when you're roaming around as Alan and you're just hearing your voice, you're hearing these voices around you just saying Alan's name and these whispers, and sometimes it's aggressive whispers, and you see these shades and shadows coming at you, and you don't know which one's an enemy, and you don't know which one is. So you don't but you don't want to be wasting supplies. And then you have Saga Story who's tumbling down the rabbit hole of sanity. This sort of Cthulian-esque, this Lovecraftian-style story of the perfectly normal person. She's got a husband, she's got a daughter, she's an FBI agent, she's investigating a murder, and then it just spirals down and down and down and down she goes into the madhouse, into this absolute insane, mind-bending conundrum of what is real and what isn't. And by the end of it, honestly, you're still a little bit like, what is real and what isn't? I <laughs> don't know. Um, and same with same with, with, with Wake. Wake's story. And playing those stories intertwined, like you can play them in whatever way you want. You, know, you can do all of Sagas first, then do all of Wake's, or all of Wake's first, then all of Sagas. I played them intertwined, and it was just this, this what I found really good was playing a Saga and then she'd be talking to Wake. And then you play Wake's part. And then it builds to that point with the conversation that Saga was just having with Wake. And you're getting them both different sides. And you're like, oh no, it's it's like one of those moments in a in like a in any sort of movie, horror movie, romance movie, you know, and you have that moment where someone goes back for somebody and then they go a different way, and you're like, oh, they were so close. Uh, actually, Game of Thrones is is full of that. Certainly, in the early, the early episodes, where if Arya had just went there, she would have found them, but decided to go somewhere else. And lo and behold, it didn't work out, or it did, depending on your perspective. But it's just this this mind bending game that, for me, the mystery just kept me going. What was real, what wasn't real. Um, I mean, the sound design and the graphics were just incredible uh, there is a super surprise moment on one of alan's journeys that just like i was giggling and laughing because it was so funny but awesome at the same time and the the use of the live action was done really damn well at this they've they're constant this is a team that's constantly learning from every single previous entry of the game and implementing and just getting better and better and better and i mean that's that's what you want from a game. That's what you want from everything, you know. Be it an author, be it a, be it a, a, a musician, be it a, a director or actor or whoever it is. You always want them to to learn and get better. And uh, that's why I, I actually feel that sometimes being overly negative 
is not the best option when doing reviews. You should always do like sandwich reviews. So, you know, uh, like the combat situation. So in speaking with, with sandwich reviews, which is positive, negative, positive. So my negative for Alan Wake is that the combat was a bit meh. The boss fights were meh. Um, very kind of, they were not, you weren't playing it for that stuff. If you're playing it and you're going, the combat's the best thing about this game, and you don't really like everything else, then you're yeah, you're probably not gonna like the game because the game is really it's the mystery and it's it's, it's the story unfolding that that is where the magic lies. The combat is, it's fine. It's certainly better than the first Alan Wake game, um, but it's just it's something that just blew me out of the water. Just wow, I think blew a lot of people out of the water, for sure, which is also like another game bringing me to the very last one Baldur's Gate 3 now Larian Studios are going to have to be a bit bit careful with their next game because now when Larian Studios pops up people are going to pay attention because this game even though a lot of people think it's actually a lot of people were giving out the Spider-Man 2 didn't win because they were like who the hell is what the hell is Baldur's Gate 3 but that's them that's up to them but Baldur's Gate 3 I've played this game I have certainly cleared it. I have started to. I have on my second playthrough, and uh, you know I, I'm finding new stuff. That is nuts. That's not. That is like when you play Skyrim, take a shot, right? And you play it. And you decide, hey, I'm gonna do exploring. I'm gonna go over there, and you find something new. And you're like, what? And you're or you decide to talk to someone random, and they give you a whole new quest. And you're like, what the hell? That's a Baldur's Gate tree, like you know? You make your character. From a myriad of races. Some of them have several pieces. <laughs> and then you choose one of the classes. A myriad set of classes. And some of them you get to choose the subclass straight away. Others you get it later in the game. Each class has about three subclasses unless it's the wizard. The wizard has plenty more. Which adds even more customization to your character. Then there's also color dice. So you can actually all essentially have all you and all your party wearing the same armor, but color them different. And even your weapons, you can color them different. There's a myriad of weapons, a myriad of spells, magical artifacts, tackling situations in whatever way you want. Be the good guy, be the bad guy, be indifferent. That is up to you. To how the story unfolds is totally and utterly up to you. It is nuts. It is the definition of when someone says you can make hundreds of choices. The dialogue options, there are loads because you have a choice of making your own character or choosing an origin character, which if for anyone who is aware of Baldur's Gate 3 would be aware of these origin characters such as Starion or Karlak, Shadowheart, and their dialogue options are different to your custom character because they're written about based on what would that person say. So what would Astarian say? What would Karlak or Shadowheart, Lazel, Will, what would they say in that situation? And then with the custom character, they have their versions. But then as a custom character, there is what their cla uh, what class you've chosen. Even I think your... I think as well your background can influence things as well or I think it just influences how you get inspiration but your 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 class will determine that stuff um so which I would imagine with the custom characters their their classes also determine certain dialogue options um 
you have yes these amazing characters it's like back again to when you're playing mass effect and you have these great companions with these great fleshed out stories especially mass effect 2 when you have those loyalty missions except that this time the loyalty missions for these characters drag out throughout the whole campaign and their characters evolve and change as the story goes it's freaking nuts Baldur's Gate 3 a one game of the year it is my game of the year for 2023 because of just how how much options you have how much replayability there is to this game again on my second playthrough I've already discovered things that are new I never I never discovered that the first time there's a multiplayer option I haven't really tried out the multiplayer option I can't wait to try out the multiplayer option and I can't wait for Chris to get it. Chris just freaking get it. And when he has it, we can, we can play the multiplayer option. And I think that just add a whole new level of fun to it. Because I've seen a video of of Elijah Wood and Sean Astin, who are most famous for playing uh, uh, Frodo Baggins and Samwise Gamgee, respectively. And, I mean, they played it. They looked like they were having loads of fun. And they were just, like, again, blown by, by, the, by the customization of it. Because it is crazy just the level you can go to this is this is certainly an 18s game this is um this uh more borderlines closer to being not necessarily the same grittiness as the witcher but certainly the same mature content as the witcher there is racism in it and um, there is nudity in it there is lots of violence in it um there's there's genuinely points in it which was like i have committed like a massacre it's pretty nasty but it was great um in video game terms that's great not reality terms for anyone who decides to cancel me uh and just having the story unfold just like I, that was actually another game where these twists and turns took me by surprise it was so refreshing this year to have that so like surprises playing something and being surprised and being shocked. It's just not a thing I get a lot nowadays. And so this year was jam-packed with it. And that was so refreshing. And this game is has no exception. There are so many twists and turns. Every character, every main character has an in-depth story. Has an in-depth relationship with, with you. An in-depth relationship with the world. And just how the whole thing unfolds is just magnificent. One of my friends actually got the game recently... And he says he now understands Dungeons and Dragons and how the game works because I've introduced him among most of my other friends to D&D. We've been playing a bit. And I mean, that's that's a beautiful that's a beautiful thing as well, that this game can help people get into it or understand it. And it's just another excellent RPG and a long line of, of excellent RPGs have come out over the many years. Um, but yeah, I, I can't wait. I'm going to assume, actually, for Baldur's Gate 3, there's going to be an expansion of some sort, because that's the way games go nowadays, is that usually there's some sort of DLC or expansion or something like that. So uh, I can't wait to see what, what that is, and I can't wait to see what, what Larian Studios does next, but they're really going to have to <laughs> amp up. But I'd say, again, that's another company like Remedy, who made Alan Wake 2, that they have learned from the previous games because they made Divinity Original Sin and Divinity Original Sin 2 and I think they learned a lot when making them to then do this truly wonderful magnificent thing which was Baldur's Gate 3 
um i'm sorry for rambling i'm sorry if that uh, made absolutely no sense if that was so boring to use to listen to i'm not sure but that is the five games that stood out to me from 2023 with their various reasons and i'm sure i, I could go into more but i don't want to be boring user wasting any more of your time so i'm gonna wrap it up here and again chris is doing another one so i do check recommend checking that out last call gaming has done one so check that out too and uh this is this is only a bonus episode the the official first episode of the brothers take containing all three of us or hopefully all three of us uh should be out soon uh next week hopefully and we will then see you at that and i hope you check it out i hope you enjoyed this video it wasn't boring and an absolute mess and a waste of your time so uh give us the old thumbs up the old likes which i think is the same thing the the l subscribing and the ringing the bell and all that sort of stuff that people do on the l social medias i don't know i'm an old man in a young person's body but you kids know what you are doing so i'll see you at the next shindig goodbye <laughs>